doing great things. Amen? Doing great things. Looking forward to a holiday tomorrow. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Who, who gets a holiday? Look at those hands. Yeah. That, that half. You guys. Sorry. Okay. So uh, here's the deal. We, you know, we've been talking about these three chairs. And, and uh, uh, you know, this is our last weekend, um, maybe, for, uh, on, on fitness. Fitness. I, I think it's funny because I can, talk about, I can talk about sex. I can talk about drugs. I can talk about marriage. I can talk about finance. I can talk about, you know, you know, and you can see some ruffled feathers, but you start talking about physical fitness, and we're actually getting hate mail up in the house. You know, and uh, I just think, okay, for crying out loud, you know, and, and, which makes me want to talk about it longer because that's kind of cool because, you know, uh, I'm just thinking, this, is, this rocks, you know, and, uh, and, and, and they just want to fight about it. And, and uh, you know, and you shouldn't have physical fitness then. You shouldn't be talking about that in church. And, no, we should just get fat and die. And, and uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I'm thinking, you know, and, and over and over and over again, one scripture repeatedly is used by people who don't think we should talk about it. So I thought we'd talk about that scripture for a minute. And it's 1 Timothy 4.8, and it says, bodily exercise profits little. But godliness is profitable for all. And this is, their, this is what they say. This is the argument. See, even the Bible says that bodily exercise profits little. Well, there's a couple points that we need to make just because you need to be people of the Bible. Number one, the word profit. So bodily exercise profits. Everybody say, that's a good thing. That's not the Bible telling you not to do it. That's the Bible telling you why you should do it. Oh, wait, it says little. Well, that word little there in the Greek is the same word little that was used when Jesus uh, was dealing with Peter. Remember when Peter was in the boat and he got out of the boat and he's walking on the water and then the waves and the wind. Remember, he began to sing. Jesus gets him back to the boat. And Jesus says to him, O ye of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Little faith. That word little is, does not mean puny in stature. It means puny in duration. So you've got this. He, Jesus asked Peter, why do you have such a short burst of faith? Why, why didn't you stretch it out there? Why didn't you pull it out there a little bit, make that faith last? Well, in this verse, it says bodily exercise profits for a short season of time. Godliness goes on for eternity. Your hundred years that you're going to live on earth, in comparison to eternity, is little. Okay, And the other thing about bodily exercise, that it profits little, is that the profit of physical exercise is short-term, which means you have to continually add to it. So you can't, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exercise this week and mark that off my bucket list, and I ain't never going back there. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you're going to be God-like, and you're going to exercise six days a week, because on the seventh day, it's when God rested. Come on, shout me down. Come on, mail me some more letters. Come on. I'm in a mood. Okay, I'll fire it up for you. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to make a choice. You're going to get out of that chair of complacency and say, you know, why well, this doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Until it matters, and then all of a sudden, you're in conflict with God. Where's his promises? God said that we're going to, you know, he'd heal me. Yeah, but you committed suicide slowly. Now you want God to come on the scene and fix your mess. And, and, you know, here's the deal is that God has a guideline for our life, and we just, need to, we just need to live healthy. I'm not asking you to get on the cover of, you know, a, I don't know, Iron Man Fitness and Muscle magazine, unless you get a huge check 
and we'd like to see the tithe from that. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying, you know, that, that's not really the goal. It's, it's, it's uh, just to get healthy and live a long time. Uh, you know, a guy, I told you last week, a guy, and it's proven, a guy that's 40 pounds overweight, smokes a pack of cigarettes every day, drinks way too much, but he exercises six days a week, he's actually going to live longer than a skinny guy who doesn't eat anything wrong, who doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, but he, neither does he exercise. Well, well the, the heavy, overweight, smoking, drinking dude's going to outlive the skinny, fat guy. That's the guy over there that wants to drink and smoke. But okay, I'm hitting a treadmill. Okay. But it's just a fact. So, you know, get out of that chair complacency and try to, try to bypass the chair compromise. And get right over here to the chair commitment and make a commitment. I'm making a choice. I'm going to get younger, not older. Hello? Well, that sounds weird. No, it doesn't. Not if you're looking at yourself on the mortality index and you, and, and you test your body and you find out that, uh, you know, hey, you're 40, but the, the veins in your neck equal are the equivalent of somebody who's in their 80s. Well, well do something about it so that you, you're getting younger instead of older. Come on. Bodily exercise is for a short period of time. You can do it. Just keep adding to it. I said just keep adding to it. But make the choice and build the routine. And I don't know what your thing is. You know, if you're going to go, if you're going to walk uh, every day, then at least get out there and get the tennis shoes on. You know, get out alongside the road. I'll tell you a great way. This is what I used to do when, when I started running. One of the things I'd do with Shelby is she, she'd head up, up to uh, a Walmart. And I'd, I'd, I'd ride with her. I'd get in the car and ride with her. And when she got to Walmart, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have her leave me there. And I'd just, okay, you're getting home one way or the other. You know, so start jogging. And if you get bored, thumb a ride. Do what you're going to do. But Shelby's not picking you up. And, and, so, and, and just, you know, have somebody drop you off someplace and walk back. But get started and build a routine. And, you know, maybe... Maybe that's what's happening in your spirit life. Is that you haven't been walking in the Word that much, so God's picked you up and He's dropped you off someplace, and now He's making you walk back. Huh? So that you'll learn to pray, so that you learn to get in the Word, so that you learn to grow yourself. What's the deal? Is, is that God wants us to get stronger. You know what God's doing around us and, and, and amongst us is bigger than we are. Come on, guys. Uh, you know, you got to get real. You've got you to understand that, uh, that hey... What's, what's just happened and, 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 you know, in the property and, and all of that stuff, that's way bigger than we are. So you're going to have to get, so, so you're going to have to get stronger than you used to be to handle what God's bringing. Right? I love the scripture that says, if you have run with a footman and they've wearied thee, how are you going to contend with the horses? What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do when they release the horses? What are you going to do when they're really coming at you? You know, if you're struggling uh, just getting along in your house, wait till God sets you up to, to, to impact and influence a larger community. Come on. Come on. We got, we got to get strong. Luke 9, verse 62, Jesus said, Nobody putting their hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. And, and, and he's talking about being conditioned there. It, that, that, and, and notice he didn't say that you, you left the plow and ran back. He just said you looked back. You got a divided heart, man. You got you you you're gonna make this thing happen if you're gonna get what God has for you. You're gonna have to rivet your eye on that on that promise and on the on that on the prize, and you're gonna have to go for it. 
You're going to have to get all in. That's the, that's the chair. That's the first chair living. That, that, you know what, I'm not going to be compromised. I'm going to be, you know, uh, like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're serving God. Right? We're going to serve the Lord and Him alone. And He's going to be on the throne of my life. That's going to take commitment. And that commitment is going to demand strength. And that strength is not something that you just get once. No, it's something you've got to develop and continue. It's like muscle. You've got to keep going at it. And you've got to keep making it stronger. And you've got to keep developing it and keep growing it. You've got to exercise daily in God, right? Look at this. 1 Corinthians 9. Start at verse 24. Don't you know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run your race that you may lay hold of the prize. Make it your own. Run your race. So run your race. And I'm telling you, this is your race. We're talking about your race, your life, your future, your promise, your health. Run it. You don't get a... You know, hang on to the coattails of somebody who's gone before you or get your spouse to carry you in. No, you're on your own here. Run your race. You've got to spend some time with God and understand what his purpose and calling is. You know, if he is uh, before, before you were born, if he was uh, before he formed you, before he shaped you, he had that dream. And, and, and if he's been dreaming about your future, wouldn't it be cool if you could spend a little bit of time and find from God, you know, uh, how, how that you might actually fit into his dream about you? If you get some revelation and insight as to the purpose and plan, you know, I bet you five bucks that there's something that just flows naturally out of you. That it, and, and, and it's just a strength that you have that you're going to be that you're going to find great fulfillment in and and uh, you know uh, start developing that you know I wouldn't waste a whole bunch of time trying to get over your weaknesses you know you got a bunch of weaknesses you can spend a lot of time I'm trying to remember the numbers I messed this up last night too uh, John Maxwell said that you could spend eighty percent of your time working on a weakness and you, it would only improve that weakness by two percent but if you spent Half that time, working on a strength, your strength is, is just, it automatically begins to multiply. Work on your strengths. Well, what about my weaknesses? Surround people, surround yourself with people who are, weak, who are strong there to cover your weakness. You know, and, and, and develop that strength until it's your own strength, until it swallows up your weakness. Quit sitting around looking at how weak you are. Look at how strong you are. Come on, you're strong people. You go to the garden. If you go here more than three weeks in a row, you're tough. So, you know, you, you, got, you, got, a, you got a maid. What, what, what does that mean? We've been called to something bigger than the normal, right? So we're, we're going we're gonna to deal with some real devil booty here. Why? Because I, I must be strong. I got, I got strength. So run your race and make, make the prize yours. Quit acting like it ain't your race. Yeah, it is. Dude, we're talking about your race. Talking about your health, talking about your life, talking about your future, talking about your family, talking about your finance, talking about your breakthrough. Come on, make it yours. I think we, you know, try to disengage and disassociate and, and, and that's somebody else's problem. No, we're talking about your stuff. Get in this thing. Go at it. And look, look at this next verse. Says, Every athlete who goes into training, he, he conducts himself temperately. He restricts himself in all things. He restricts himself in all things. He takes control. You know, he takes control over his body, over his mind, over his spirit. You know, think about this for a minute. You know, there's some things that, that you just need to get control of. And you need to prove to yourself who really is in charge. 
you know, I, I know you don't think that you have a problem with the TV, but still, why don't you turn it off for a while? How about you skip an episode? I love the look on your face right now. Oh, you're getting hate mail now. You know, you, you can mess you can mess with my tennis shoes, that's fine, but don't you mess with Survivor. You know, proof, proof, proof who's in control. Check it out. Test yourself. What would happen if you went a few days? What would happen if you went a few days, you know, without an Xbox? <laughs> you know, what's going to happen to you? You know, what's going to happen to you if you shut down? You know, we started the year off fasting, seeking God's right way for us, for our kids, for our substance. What if you do a tech fast? Turn the phone off. Turn the computer off. What am I going to do with all that time? Talk to God. You know, he restricts himself in all things. Look, they do it to win, and a prize is going to wither, but ours ain't going away. Come on, somebody. Look at the next verse. He says, I, I don't run uncertainly or without definite aim. I don't box like somebody beating the air, striking without an adversary. But here's what I do. I buffet my body. Look at your neighbor and say, that's buffet, not buffet. I went most of my life hoping that was buffet. Okay. I buffet my body. What does that mean? It means it, I handle it roughly. Hey, how about, how about you quit being so soft on you? Oh, we're preaching now. I said, how about you quit being so soft on you? You're hard on others. Be as hard on, on yourself as you are on them. Come on, roughen yourself up a little bit. You got to toughen up, Buttercup. Why? Because God's calling you something big. He said, "You know, look what I knew. I handle it. Rough. I discipline it by hardships." You know, I think that we see stuff wrong a lot of times. We, stuff starts happening in life. We don't like it. It's hard. It's difficult. Right? But it's kind of like weight in the gym. You, you got to have that, don't you, to get stronger? So, so use it. You, you know, start pressing that weight and getting stronger. Well, my boss is treating me unfairly. Okay, press through that. Come on now. Press through that right? and, and make yourself stronger. People are saying things they shouldn't say. Okay, toughen up. Just handle it, man. Do a few lunges. Come on, pick it up and squat. Get stronger. And you, what are you going to do? You, you're going to... You're going to discipline yourself through hardship. One translation says that I, it literally says, I beat my body into submission. Get in control. Get up on top. Why? Because out of fear that after proclaiming to others the great things pertaining to the gospel, I myself should become unfit. After telling everybody else, God lied, God lied, you know, God, he's my savior, and then... You can't even handle the weight that life brings your way. Come on, guys. we got to get strong. You started this thing. And you know what you have to do? You just have to have a mindset. If you're going to make the choice, build a routine, and expect to reap the rewards, well, let me tell you what you can't do. You can't quit. You just got to never, 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 never give up. Don't ever quit. So I want to give you real quick some stuff that will help you when it comes to not quitting. Listen to this. People who wanted to quit, just a few of them, Jeremiah, Abraham, Peter, 
Thomas wanted to quit. The disciples wanted to quit. Noah wanted to quit. Moses wanted to quit. Daniel wanted to quit. John the Baptist wanted to quit. Spurgeon and Martin Luther both wanted to quit. They all wanted to quit, but they didn't. But they didn't. Let me tell you something. You might feel like you're like, well, like a real outsider, like you're all isolated on your own. No, everybody wants to quit. There's always a temptation to quit. I love what Martin or what Churchill said. Uh, he said, "Continuous effort, not strength or intelligence, but it's continuous effort that is the key to unlocking our potential." Just keep trying. Just keep going. Humanity isn't that kind of what inspires us. That people who have been through more than we have, but yet they kept going, right? You know, it's like the Bible says in, in uh, Hebrews, what, what is that, like chapter 12, therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses who have gone on before us, he, said, he says we're surrounded by hordes of people who went through stuff that we can't even think of, and, and they made it, well, probably we should press on through, so let's keep our eyes and our focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The guys, he's gone through a lot more than we have, let's just keep going. Amen. Don't don't be freaked out because you had a thought. I'd like I'm, th- I'm thinking about quitting. I'm thinking about quitting because here's here's the first thing you got to realize is that wanting to quit is actually a statement of success. Think about this. If you want to quit, that means you must be doing something because the only people who can consider quitting are people who are doing stuff. Right. So if you ain't doing nothing, you ain't got nothing to quit. But when the thought comes, I'm thinking about quitting, you ought to celebrate. Well, that means I haven't yet. So I'm still in the race. I'm still going. i still got this thing strong. I'm going to be okay. I'm getting up on top. And just realize every time the thought comes, because the devil's going to tempt you. Life's going to tempt you. You know, just, just give up. Well, obviously, I'm still in it. So let that breathe life to you. Come on, a burnt house is better than a house that ain't never been built. So, you know, well, I'm afraid that we're going to rise, and then I'm afraid we'll fall. Rising and falling is better than never climbing in the first place. So you're in this thing, just don't quit. Realize everybody's had this thought. I want to quit. Well, they have to be doing something in order to have that thought. So since you're doing it, hey, I'm doing okay. You know, you, I can't tell you that, uh, you know, I thought it doesn't take long. When, I don't think I've ever gone for a run that my first thought wasn't quit. I call it my 12-step program for runners. I take 12 steps and quit. It's guaranteed, guaranteed you break through that every time. You know, uh, I've never had the thought hit me ever at the beginning of a run. Let's really push it hard. No, that's just not what goes through my mind when I'm strapping on the tennis shoes. Okay? But once you start, just keep at it. You know, just keep throwing that foot down and, and, and just realize I'm going to want to quit. That's, that's part of the process. But I'm not a quitter. And realize, here, here's the second thought is, is that the more you have to quit, the more you'll want to quit. Life's going to be adding to you. 
You know, there was a time, you know, remember, remember when you were in high school and you just knew that the minute you graduate, life's going to get easier. Huh? And then you're going, and, and maybe, maybe even at your graduation and you're just sitting there thinking about how easy life's going to be and you look over there and there's some dude and you're thinking, well, if I can connect with him, it's going to be, it's going to be like Hollywood. And, and then you get married. And you're thinking, I know what will bring some joy in the house. Let's have some kids. And, you know, and as life is getting added, there's more stuff you want to quit. You know, think about the church. You know, uh, it was kind of cool this morning because we had friends in town that were with us when we started. And, and we actually had a couple of our prayer meetings when we were praying about what to do. You know, before we launched the church, we prayed in their home. And, and, uh, and, and you know, man, it was easy then. We're just going to all go over, hang out at somebody's house and drink coffee, you know, and, and, and talk about stuff and pray. Then we started a church and we, you know, we rented a, a, a Hispanic church in Pasco on Saturday nights. And, and at first, you know, we thought that was horrible. But you look back and you're thinking, my God, that was easy. It was their stuff. That, you know, we, all we did is roll in and roll out. And, and, and what did we do after that? We went and ate. You know, it's cool. God's grown the church, and now we got multiple services, and we got, you know, hate mail coming in. <laughs> and we got, you know, all of this stuff. And here's the thing is that the more you have going, the more you're going to want to quit. So if you can't handle where you are, how could you be asking God to give you the blessing that he's promised? See, the blessing of God produces complications. Hear me. The blessing of God produces complications. Uh, I, man, I'll tell you what, I'm blessed. I'm married to that woman right there, and I'm glad she's home from Hawaii. But there's some complications that come with this. You know, when we had children, we, you know, we have three blessings. We call them Evan, Stephen, and TJ, and they are complicated little dudes. You, you know, here's the deal, is that as, as God adds to your life, if you're whining about what you've got, how does God move you into what he's got for you? You've got to get stronger than that. Come on, you got to get fit, you, and you got to refuse to quit because God's about ready to add some stuff to you. I love what Tommy Barnett said. Tommy Barnett pastors a big church in Arizona, been around, you know, the Dream Centers. He's part of that in L.A. He's got all this stuff going. He said, you can enjoy the luxury of wanting to quit when you know you're never really going to. You can enjoy the luxury of wanting to quit. When you know, you ain't never going to quit. I know I am not ever going to quit, but I am going to take five minutes and sit and think about how cool it would be if I did. <laughs> and then I'm going to get back in this thing. You know, uh, you can think about it, but don't talk about it. Hello? I said, you can think about it, but don't you just start talking about it. Well, I'm going to bring some friends to the party. No, 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 no. Enjoy the luxury for five minutes. Don't make it five days. Don't make it five months. Don't be five years. But just, just for a moment, go ahead and think about why, because you know you're not going to. But keep your mouth shut, because you're not going to quit. I said, you're not going to quit. And, and you, you just got to look at your track record and realize, I'm not a quitter. And uh, the, things, uh, the, the problem with people who develop a habit of quitting is they always quit the stuff they should continue. And... and the stuff that needs to stop, they can't figure out how to quit that. You've you got to realize, you've got to change your mindset. That, uh, no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pursue with passion things in life that I'm called to. 
I'm going to live like I'm called. I'm not going to live like I'm saved. Everybody's trying to live like they're saved, and that's following rules and jumping through hoops. But if you live like you're called, you ain't got to worry about that because it it just changes everything. No, I'm called of God. And it it just kind of starts separating you from stuff that, 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 you know, if, if you're walking with God, you end up in the right place. You know, you don't have to worry about all that stuff. You're just going to end up in the right place. You with me? And so you, you got to look at stuff like it's a calling. It, well, and, and, and change that mindset. You know, how many, how, many, how many things have you started because you had a burden for it? Never start anything because you got a burden for it. You, start, you, you engage in it because you're called to it. Well, I have, a, I have a burden for hungry children. Come to my house and hang out with the boys. And that burden will pass. But if you're called, it'll never go away. I have a burden for the nations. And then you get there and you're begging people to send you money so you can get home. You know, but a calling is forever. See, your marriage isn't a burden. It's a calling. If you treated it like it was a calling... Man, you'd be making it stronger. You'd be, you'd, be, you'd be investing in it. But when it's a burden, you're doing everything you can to try to get away from it. Well, come on now. We're up on your stuff now. You know, you can't, you, you can't handle it. How's God going to bring suffering humanity into us so that we can help them if we're all broken and beat up from the street up and bleeding all over the place? No, we're supposed to be healthy. Supposed to be the healthiest people in the city, spiritually, emotionally, financially, physically. We're supposed to be healthy. So let's go at this thing, and let's believe God. You know what? Your your business that's not a burden. That's a that's a call. God's placed you in that position, and and He's anointed you. Treat it like a call. Quit taking burdens on in your life. If you're called to it, give yourself to it. If you're not called, don't connect. Well, I'll pray for you. You know, not every good thing. You know, Hebrews says that, you, uh, uh, that we would cast off every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. Not everything that we need to get rid of is sin. Some of it's just extra baggage. Extra baggage. Just stuff. So, hey, we, we'll pray for you, but I can't come slide underneath that load and carry it. Well, yeah, but you should. You know, uh, you, you know, you're the pastor. You should call me. If I'm not at church, you should call me. You should get big boy pants. I think it's funny that the guys that think that there ought to be that kind of reach out, they never reach out. So you really don't believe that because if you believe it, you do it. Uh, every action is a manifestation of a belief. You're just trying to cover up something else in your world. And you need to grow up. And you need to live like you're called. Amen. Almost done. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Where am I? Uh, okay. The next thing you got to do, so that you, you just don't want you quitting. You know, well, lock yourself in so you can't quit. Instead of telling everybody every time you think about quitting, tell everybody, no, I will never quit. Get a big banner, a billboard, and have it erected outside your house. Our home has peace. You know, I... My mind works kind of weird sometimes. I can just see Joshua making a statement, big public statement. You guys choose who you're going to serve. He's out there, you know, picture the crowd. He's having to scream at them so that they can all hear him. So he's telling the kids, shut up, be quiet. That's for me and my house. I'm going to knock you out in just a minute. 
For me and my house, we're serving God. I'm getting a car, I'll kill you. I'm not a quitter, I'm a killer. <laughs> don't, don't quit on your wife. Kill her. No, just kidding. Make big statements and commit yourself. Lock yourself in. David said, my heart is fixed. Man, I've sealed it and submit. This, we're we're going to go godly. We're going to get healthy. We're, we're going to do physical exercise. We're going we're, we're gonna to do spiritual exercise. We're going to get in the book. We're going to pray. We're going to grow. I'm going to get stronger. And anything that gets in the way gets left out. And make it lock you in. Last thing. Sometimes you have to be willing to encourage yourself. You have to be willing to encourage yourself. Chances are people aren't going to follow you around and do that for you. You can be pretty stinking awesome. You're not going to have a big entourage of encouragers. You need to do it for yourself. David said, David's a pretty cool cat. You know, he, killing giants and doing all kinds of great stuff. And, and uh, he said, I encourage myself in the Lord. You have to be a self-encourager. You know, you have to have a lot that you're speaking to yourself. I'll tell you what, swing by here during the week. We'll set you up with a microphone, and we'll record you on a day you're feeling good. We'll, on, on one of your updates, we'll record you. We'll, we'll get out of the room. We won't embarrass you. We'll just make you your own private little tape. So on your down day, you can listen to yourself talk about your good day. Seriously, write yourself a letter while you're up so that you can read it to yourself when you're down. So just about the time you're ready to, 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 to just end everything, just read that letter that says, Hey, remember on that day, I wrote this to you with that day in mind. Don't do it. I've been here before. and Just let me tell you that once you make it through, you're going you're gonna to have a big celebration. Encourage yourself. Get ready. We always act like so shocked that, that stuff that we hadn't thought of happens. No, it's coming. You know, in this world, there's going to be some tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome it. Well, wouldn't it be cool if on the day that your storm hit, when you were looking for the umbrella and the flashlight and you slid the box out and there inside your little bottle was a letter that you had written to yourself for such a time as this. You're going to make it. You, you can get stronger. You'll have joy again in the morning. Take a nap. Don't get too upset. Believe God. Hello, somebody. When you want to quit, realize, hey, I'm still going. And the more God adds to me, probably the more I'm going to have to deal with that temptation. So if I, if I can't, don't have strength for that now, I better get to working on it so that when it's added, i got more strength. I'm going to remind myself constantly, I am not a quitter. And I'm going to fix my heart on fulfilling God's dream, not just my dream. And I'm going to become an amazing self-encourager. Because it's kind of like packing your own weight, isn't it? I know you want somebody else to encourage you. I know, I, I know, I know you really want that. But what? It, sometimes... Sometimes you need to carry your own bag. 
Sometimes there's not somebody there to open the door for you. So you've got to get it yourself. Hello? Sometimes, you know, you, you know, sometimes you go outside and you realize, oh, shoot, when we got to church, we parked way out there. It's accidental exercise, by the way. You park way out there. Will you go get the car? No, some days you need to get your own. Some days you need to encourage yourself. You need to encourage yourself. You need to make that investment in you. Amen? Amen. Close your book. Bow your head. Let me pray for you. Father.